Welcome back to Clay, the podcast for Christian men, courageously leading, always yearning. That's our goal. That's our desire. And that is what Clay is for. We're uh, super excited to be bringing uh, a new podcast to you today. Uh, This one uh, is one that's uh, near and dear to uh, my heart as uh, I've had a number of conversations in the last uh, few weeks even with uh, men, uh, both young and old, who have uh, struggled with uh, different aspects of uh, their faith or different tenets of the faith or uh, different stories in the Bible. And, and, and honestly, they just, they just struggled with belief. And that's, that's what it comes down to. And I think that this podcast could easily be hours long. Uh, we're going to uh, take this unbelief uh, topic. I'm going to start uh, with a, a shorter episode here. And uh, there will be conversations uh, coming up in the future uh, with other men where uh, we'll dive into this uh, journey deeper. And for now, I'm just going to share a more of a personal perspective on the idea of unbelief. Uh, my year or so after high school, um, it was about a year after high school where I had almost a year period of time, so 19 to about 20-ish, uh, that I really I really wrestled with uh, with my faith. And I'm grateful that I had uh, a, actually a man um, who really challenged me as I uh, finished up high school uh, and, and went into uh, my first couple years afterwards to uh, really take ownership of uh, what I said I believed and, and believed it. Uh, that gentleman, uh, his name's Aaron and uh, is still uh, one of my closest mentors today uh, and, and a friend. And uh, he, he told me early on uh, when I was starting to uh, work in ministry, potentially thinking that I wanted to take my career uh, into ministry itself, uh, uh, vocationally, he, he told me that, uh, hey, uh, you may not have uh, struggled with it, but you're going to struggle with uh, believing what you believe at some point in time. And, and I'm grateful that he, he shared that because uh, he was absolutely right. I did struggle with it, but he didn't just stop there. He, he told me uh, to always be willing to challenge my unbelief, always be willing to look at the questions that I had and investigate them, and truly do so from a perspective of finding the truth, not finding what I wanted to hear, or maybe what my uh, friends might want me to find, or maybe what uh, I may have found on the internet that somebody is uh, spewing an opinion. He, he always challenged me to look for the truth, to remove any bias at all and seek the truth. And, and what this did for me is it set me up to uh, dive into some of these questions that I had. And I took a couple Eastern philosophy classes in college and uh, studied uh, Buddhism, Taoism. I studied some other, uh, some, a lot of Eastern religions, a lot of uh, ways of, of thinking and being and these different philosophies. Uh, I studied a lot of this stuff. And, and what, what this one comment about me having to remove any bias and not look for the answer I wanted to find, but to look for the truth, what that did is it uh, forced me into more of an investigative approach to to faith in general and to anything that I believe, and, and I'm really grateful for for that uh, because uh, I I believe that it is uh, that comment, it is that perspective uh, that protected me from wandering from the faith be just because I wanted to. Now this may or may not be you or have been you, but when you have a, a doubt about anything. Or if you're uh, having any th- any any thoughtful uh, conversation, we'll, we'll say, 
uh, we tend to gravitate towards people that edify that position, edify uh, what it is that we're uh, thinking about or the side that we're taking in a conversation or in a political side, whatever it's going to be, right? We tend to gravitate towards those who are going to edify us. As men, what we need to do is gravitate towards those who are going to challenge us. Uh, as, uh, as, as men, they're going to push us on to uh, greater and are going to push us to really think and be critical of what it is that, that we're doing so that uh, we can come through with conviction in what we're doing, what we're saying, and what we believe. The last thing that this world needs is wishy-washy men who just get tossed to and fro by people's opinions. What we need is men that are willing to step up and put their foot down and have conversations and also to challenge the status quo when it comes to uh, gravitating towards the easy route, which uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it right here and now, the easy thing to do for, for the, the, from, a, from a worldly perspective, from a worldview perspective, is just to go along with the world, is just to fit in, is just to blend in. It's just to say whatever it is to make the people at, at school happy or your people at work happy and to just blend in and not stand out. Because when you stand out, uh, that's when you have to face opposition or resistance. And uh, we live in a very comfortable society where resistance and opposition are run from, and in fact, shied away from. And, and, and often when you see somebody who's intentionally putting themselves through resistance, whatever, whatever sort of a challenge it is or, or a mental, mental challenge, whatever it is, you, you look at them and you go, why are you, why are you, even, why are you even doing that? Why are, you, why are you spending that time there? But we live in a world that is in opposition to, to God, and when it comes down to the, the worldview aspect of things, we live in a fallen world, and we know that. We know that, and, and we, we accept that at one point. And then somebody says something that gets us to question the validity of Scripture, or gets us to question a particular verse, or gets us to question a particular lifestyle, and why that lifestyle isn't accepted by the, the Christian faith, or, uh, or, or, or any myriad of, of little, little nuanced things you know, that word nuance, we have to nuance everything, uh, it, it, it comes out and you have somebody that is a uh, thoughtful, uh, thoughtful, considerate person who, who, who challenges uh, an, an aspect of the faith. And for anybody, uh, young Christians, kids, teens, adults, uh, new Christians, for, for anybody, uh, having any opposition can be detrimental if they don't understand that you're going to face opposition. When I was in high school, for instance, uh, we had to take the SAT at that period in time in order to apply to colleges. And uh, I remember taking uh, the SAT, and uh, there's preparation involved. There's preparation in studying. Uh, there's uh, you know a test booklet that I can go through and practice. Uh, there's all sorts of th- things and ways that you could prepare. I had some friends that prepared uh, to the upteenth degree. Uh, they prepared and were studying all the time, and they got pretty good, pretty good scores. Uh, I had some friends who didn't prepare at all, who showed up to just take the test. I was somewhere in the middle, and I didn't do uh, too bad on the test. And uh, that's not my point here. Uh, my point is the fact that uh, there was a there is this uh, this ideal. There was a reason for it. There was a a message behind it, and there was uh, this this preparation that went into it. Uh, we were prepared for uh, a test. We were prepared to take a test, and knew that the test was coming. In the church, we should be preparing for the test. We should be preparing our kids for uh, the test that they're no doubt going to face. We don't, 
We don't need to spend uh, hours and hours and hours talking about our, our feelings now uh, when we are, are not talking about it in the context of, hey, there, there's, there's truth here. There's, there's truth here to be found, to be sought after, to seek the, the truth. And uh, I, I'm highlighting this here because I, I have a, 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 great, um, a great concern that the truth is, is becoming, has become something that is so uh, subjective to uh, people's feelings and emotions that when it comes down to uh, believing in something and having a conviction behind something, it becomes incredibly easy to get knocked off of our convictions because we've uh, made the truth something that is so um, one-size-fits-all instead of uh, the truth being the truth. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna harp on that a, a little bit here, because it's it's not it's not necessarily that uh, there's a, a huge campaign uh, against the truth. There absolutely is. There's a huge campaign against the truth, and that is uh, that is what uh, uh, that is what evil is is doing. We can't we can't argue that at all. I think the other issue here is that there's also a passive approach to the truth, and because the truth can be offensive, and we don't want to offend people. Uh, we hold back from the, the truth, or somebody poses a, a twisted, uh, mangled version of what the truth is, but that truth is easier to accept for a, a climate or a people group. Uh, so we adopt it, or we allow it to be, uh, we allow it to be fostered, we allow it to be, to be grown in, in, in the hearts of, of people, uh, in particular our young people. And before you know it, you've got entire uh, groups of people, entire youth groups, entire uh, churches uh, deviating from and changing the way that they interpret Scripture to uh, make it easier for the most people to understand. Or we start changing uh, the way that we interpret Scripture, the way that we preach, the way that we talk, uh, the way that we gather. We start changing that to make it the most comfortable for the most amount of people to keep people happy, to keep our congregants happy. And, uh, and and attending and, and tithing or, or whatever uh, the, the motivation is behind that. We look at our churches with uh, numbers and seats filled. We look at that with a uh, we look at that as, as our as our uh, marker for success instead of looking at the people that are saved on a weekly monthly basis in our in, in our churches the the new faces that are showing up because our churches our people uh, are going out into the neighborhoods and and outreaching. And, and expanding this, this family that we have. Okay, so this is a podcast about men. So uh, where does that leave us? We've talked about our church, talked about the fact that uh, we're going to experience doubts, that uh, the world would have us doubt our faith. So uh, where does that leave us as men, especially when we're talking about being courageous men, courageous leaders, always yearning for more Jesus? The first thing that we have to accept and have to understand is that there's going to be seasons, there's going to be times of doubt in your faith. Uh, no matter whether or not you are a, a young person, maybe a young Christian, uh, maybe you've just been a, uh, a Christian for a couple of years, uh, maybe less than that, uh, maybe you've been a Christian your whole life and you're experiencing doubts, there's going to be doubts. That's something that we should expect. It's also something that we should be willing uh, to teach and to warn one another about. That's why community is so important. That's why being involved in the church is so important. And that's why always yearning for more Jesus is so important. It's not about uh, just setting your, setting your doubts aside and pretending like them don't exist. It's about facing them and, and expecting answers for them. That is, uh, that is what we need to do is expect the answer and find the answer. Be willing to engage in those seasons of doubt. 
So if we live and expect to face doubts, and what that is going to do is shift our perspective from uh, passive, wandering through life, to engaged with the world, to engaged, not not of the world, not being of it, but being in it and being present to the fact that uh, there is opposition. So that takes us to our next point here, and that is when you do experience doubt, or when somebody tells you that they are doubting, uh, don't belittle them. Don't belittle yourself. Don't shy away from it. Don't pretend like it doesn't exist. And don't panic. When a parent panics because their uh, son or daughter comes to them and is doubting the faith that you've raised them in or doubting some aspect of it, that's not an opportunity uh, to to panic and, and, and buckle down and double down on something. What it is an opportunity to do is to uh, double down on your relationship with your child and, and communicate and talk with them. Work through it. Encourage them through those doubts and, and, and challenge them through those doubts to find the answers. Let's look into this together. And we need to treat that to the same way with discipleship of uh, one another as, as we as, as men are, are growing and leading and being those courageous leaders. You're going to be uh, discipling other people. You're going to have opportunities to uh, be helping other people along in their faith, and somebody hopefully is discipling you as well. And so what do you do when you have a a doubt or a question or a a problem to solve? You work through it. You work through your faith. You work this out. And that that is what we are called to do as brothers. There's no uh, one-size-fits-all solution here. I'm not saying that uh, if your child comes to you and is having a doubt that uh, just you working through it is going to solve every problem that you're ever going to have. But uh, there's a principle there that uh, I want to be contagious among us as as followers of, of Jesus, and that is uh, not to shy away from the battle, but to engage in it and to know that you're on the winning side, that you, uh, you as a believer, as somebody who has professed their faith and turned your life over to Jesus and accepted uh, accepted the, 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 the miraculous gift that, that is available to you, uh, and, and, and living your faith out, you are on the winning side here. You've won. The battle is already won. Long term, at the end of the day, we know where our, our, our life is going to lie in eternity. We, we know that already. And so as doubts come up, uh, the, 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 the point here is uh, to engage and, and not, uh, not pretend it doesn't exist, not shy away from it. And as we mentioned before, this is uh, the first installment on this topic of doubt. This is something that I imagine there will be multiple episodes in the duration of the Clay podcast that talks about this. And so as we uh, drive down to kind of the, the summary point here, uh, the thing that I want you to walk away with as, as a Christian and somebody listening to this, maybe you are struggling in your faith right now. This is why community, this is why your faith, this is why your relationship uh, with Jesus is so vitally important. There are many examples throughout scripture of those that doubted. You can look at uh, from, <laughs> you can start in Genesis, you can start in the garden, and you can, you can take that all the way through to the end of scripture. There are examples after examples of, at times, really strong believers, really strong uh, followers uh, who, who doubt, who make decisions based on their doubt. And, and you, can, you can see that, so you know that it's there, so you know that you're not alone in, in your doubt. And so I want you to hear that loud and clear. You're not alone. You are not alone in your doubts. And this is why community is so vital, so incredibly important. When you are doubting, when you have those, those feelings and those and uncertainty, the temptation is to go for the quick fix, is to drop a Google search in real quick and look for a YouTube video, look for something that's going to answer your question or maybe give you enough that you don't have to think about your doubt anymore. And that's... That's a band-aid fix. It's a band-aid fix to the solution. 
what we need is community. We need to be able to sit down with uh, one another and look one another in the eyes and pray through and work through these things and have real solid solutions, real finite answers, so that when we do set it on the shelf, it's not out of a passive, uh, a passive move to pretend like it doesn't exist. It's not out of just looking away from it. It's not the elephant in the room. It's, it's been reconciled. It's been fought through and worked through, and you can move on. You can take steps forward in this relationship with Jesus. You can uh, drive closer to him instead of uh, creating artificial distance between you and him over something that you're wrestling with, some sort of a doubt, some sort of an issue that you're struggling with. This needs to be part of our relationships with one another because our kids and uh, new Christians and those that are uh, experiencing faith for the first time, they need to be able to see this. They need to be able to see this example of men who are willing to say, you know what, I don't have all of the answers, but I'm, I'm willing to work for them. I'm willing to uh, get into the Word and, and dive in here and understand more. I'm willing to uh, put in the effort to increase here and to, uh, to draw nearer to Jesus. I'm willing to put in an effort to this relationship, just like you might put in an effort into any relationship that you have. This is an, an imperative, imperative quality towards being a, a man of God, to be a man after his own heart, is to be willing to wrestle with one another, to, to work these things out and to encourage one another through them. Not to pretend like struggle doesn't exist, pretend like doubts don't exist, the fact of the matter is they do. They do. And so the question is always going to come down to what are you going to do about it? My encouragement to you, brother, if you're having a doubt right now, if you're questioning something, ask. Talk about it. Get into the Word. Pray about it. Grab a cup of coffee. Go for, go for a walk. Go shooting. Go do some manly thing. Go, go climb a mountain. Go on a hike. And talk about it. Talk about it. I'll bet. I'll bet there's people in your life that have wrestled and struggled with the same thing. Don't go it alone. You're not, you're not a silo. You're not uh, an individual experiencing this by yourself. There are other people in your life. There are other people out there uh, that will walk this journey with you. And so as we sign off today, remember the only way this show grows, the only way more men hear this message, the only way more men understand uh, what it is to be a courageous leader, always yearning. The, the only way that this happens is if you share the show. So if you found this episode helpful, share it. If you didn't, don't share it. All good. All cool. If you found it helpful, share it. Please do. Uh, send a link, text it, email it, do whatever you got to do. Uh, get this message out there so that uh, we can band together as men in the church, Christian men pushing forward as courageous leaders, always yearning.